This is KMTT, Kimitzan Tetzay Torah. Today is uh, Tuesday, the weekly share on Ramban Parshat HaShavua, Parshat Chukat, and this is Ezubek. I'd like to speak this week about the first Ramban in the Parsha, specifically to explain a point that I did not find explained in any of the published commentaries or comments on the Ramban. And I think it's the main point that the man is trying to make, at least it's the, it's the word in the Torah which the man is trying to explain. And somehow it seems to have fallen beneath the, uh, radar of those who read the Ramban. Um, Ramban begins, Zot Chukata Torah. <coughs> We're talking about Pashat Faraduma, the, uh, purification of a Tmeimet. And the Torah introduces this halacha with the word chukah. It's well known, Rashi's explanation of the word chukah, which is so famous that it's, uh, I'm sure most people think it's the, it's the only explanation. Even those who don't know it's in Rashi know that that's what the word chukah means. Rashi quotes, uh, The fish satan v'umot ha'olam monini t'israel lomar maha mitzvah hazot, לפיכך כתב בה חוקה, גזירה היא מלפניי, ואין לך רשות להרהר אחריה. Since Satan and the nations of the world uh, attack or bring the Jews up to account for this particular mitzvah, saying to them, what is this mitzvah? מה המצווה הזאת? That's why it's called חוקה, Meaning, Gezeirahi milifanai. It's a decree. The word chukah means a decree. In other words, Rashi says the word chukah means inexplicable mitzvot. The Satan and Umot Olam criticize the Jews because the mitzvah is, is irrational. Totally inexplicable. Most mitzvot have rational explanations of one sort or another. But certain mitzvot defy rationality, defy explanation. And therefore, God says, it's a chukah. You do it because I said to do it, not because you understand it. Usually, in, in Jewish philosophy, there's a well-quoted, uh, at least, disagreement between Rashi and the Rambam. The Rambam explicitly says that all mitzvot have reasons, and this Rashi is generally quoted to say that some mitzvot do not have reasons. It's probably not true. Rashi simply means you can't understand the reasons. It doesn't mean there is no reason. And the Ramban in Pashat Ki Tetzay takes aside the Ramban that all mitzvot have reasons. There's nothing irrational or even irrational about the decrees of God. It could be Rashi doesn't really uh, intend to disagree. But nonetheless, the word chukah means for you. You should not scratch your heads and surely not to doubt it because of its lack of understanding, just take it on faith. So chukot are those mitzvot for which there is no reason known or no reason given. And therefore your observance of it is totally independent of your understanding of those mitzvot. That's Rashi's opinion. I, I, I believe, I don't know, in third grade or fourth grade, I was simply told, and I think most of you were told, that that's what the word chukah means. The mitzvot which are mishpatim, they're rational, and the mitzvot which are chukim, which are simply the will of God. Absolute decrees of God. Now, the Ramban is going to relate 
to two different points. One is going to relate to the opening line of Rashi. Why is this mitzvah controversial? Why is this mitzvah the subject of derision or attack or criticism by Satan and Umot HaOlam? Two is going to relate to what the word Chukah means. Rashi, of course, says that the explanation is the same thing. The criticism is based on the irrationality or the apparent irrationality and the word Chukah means irrationality or apparent irrationality and that, that's why I actually quoted the two things together. Ramban, first of all, distinguished between the two points. And his first point as to what the criticism, what the controversialness of Parah Duma is, is different than Rashi's. And his explanation is, is, is known and understood and often cited. And then he's going to explain what the word Chukah means. And there I think, as far as I can tell, um, his explanation, simple explanation of what the word means, is, is not well known. First of all, why is this mitzvah controversial? What is it about Paraduma that incites criticism or wonder or attack or even division on the part of Satan and Umot Olam? Ramban says, Kfar Katafti, Binyan Sa'ir Hamishtaleach. Ramban previously, in Sir Mishtalech, in Pashat Ahrimot, where also the phrase appears in Chazal, that it's a uh, mitzvah, which is problematic, had explained why it's problematic, not because it's illogical. What's more illogical about this than any other korban? There are many mitzvahs which have many, many details which we may or may not understand, but that's not the, that, that doesn't cause uh, controversy or criticism. Including, perhaps you'll say, yeah, but here we're talking about Tumma Vitahara, that this Koban somehow changes a man's spiritual state. How does the burning of a cow change a man's spiritual state from being Tamei, defiled, to being Taho, pure? Koban says it's not, you have other cases like that. There are sacrifices that are brought for tahara. Those tmeim, known as tumai yotzeit migufam, zav, zava, yoledet. As part of the purification process, other than mikveh, also include bringing a koban. Complete tahara, complete purification is only completed after they bring a korban. So you see that a korban can cause purity. You or I may not understand it, but but it, it doesn't cause general criticism in the world. And those korbanot are never listed as chazal as being those three or perhaps four things, sheh, hasatan, vumot, haolan, monin, et Israel. But the reason, the thing that's special about Paraduma, as well as Sir Mishtalech, Ki mipnei hayotah nasayit b'chutz, yera'el lehem shehin nizbechat lasi'irim. It's not inexplicable at all. On the contrary, they understand it too well. These two korbanot, Sir Mishtalech, which was sent up for the Beit HaMikdash, and sent to be cast off the mountain in the desert, and Paraduma, which is specifically slaughtered outside of the Mikdash, in Yerushalayim it was done on 
הר הזיתים, פייסינג, הר המשחה, פייסינג ירושלים, the fact that it is slaughtered outside of the Beit HaMikdash gives rise in the minds of Umot HaOlam and Satan, who is simply looking for ways not to say the Jews are stupid or irrational, but to say that they are sinful, that we are dealing here with a sacrifice to a foreign power, to the Seirim, to the demons of Pnei HaSadeh. The phrase, of course, is taken from a, a different mitzvah in Vayikra, the prohibition to sacrifice the command of the Torah gave that all sacrifices must be brought in only one place, only in the Beit HaMikdash, so that there should be no question and no possibility that we sacrifice to the outside gods, powers, demons, etc. And here you have these two mitzvot where you're sacrificing outside the Beit HaMikdash it's almost explicit. The Torah says, a sacrifice only in the Mikdash, so that you not be sacrificing to the outside powers. And here we're told to, to sacrifice outside. The Torah is sending us to sacrifice to outside powers. Of course, in Sir Mishtalech, which we discussed at the time, the Mabad had quoted the, the Mamar of Chazal, that quite explicitly said that it was a La'azazel, that it was a Shochad, a bribe given to Satan, to an outside power. Not, not to God. And therefore, the we, we're very close to going over the line of basically of idolatry. And that's why Umo Tolam, they say, aha! They don't say, ah, you're irrational. They say, aha, you too are idolaters. You're no different than us. That's the problem. Now, in Sir Mishtalech, the Ramban said, there's a very, very fine line between sacrificing to other powers and including them in the face of the king. I suggest you reread the Ramban in Achimimot, because I'm not going to read it now. But the Ramban makes it quite explicit that it's a sacrifice to God, but it's fed. There's a suda, there's a feast, and we invite all the powers of the world to join us in the service of God. Which is what is part of the service of Yom Kippur. There should be no opposing, no one left out. No power outside of, even as, as a thought, outside of God's purview, outside of the service of God. Practically speaking, it's hard to tell the difference. You have to all send the Sir Mishtalech la'azazel hamidbara. But the man says, you have to be very careful not to make the, not to make the mistake there. So that teeny little mistake, possibility mistake, is the source of the Satan v'umot olam moninit Yisrael ma mitzvah zot. Ma mitzvah zot doesn't mean what is this mitzvah, but it means what are you doing? What is this mitzvah? Is this a mitzvah of God or are you secretly, like us, while paying lip service to the unity the soul unity of God, you are secretly also serving or partially serving, worshipping the multiple deities and the divided spirituality that characterizes Umota Ulam, the idolatrous nations of the world. Okay, so the man has basically changed, he's turned upside down the Pshat, 
of the Midrash. Not that the Umot HaOlam say the Torah is irrational, but they say the Torah is not unique, it's not that different in the end than the religion and dogmas and doctrines of all the other polytheistic religions of the world. So that's the background. That's the first Satan Moto Olam In other words, it's not that they don't understand the mitzvah, they understand it far too well. They're not making fun of the Jews for being irrational, they're making fun of the Jews for being Goyim, for being just like Umoto Olam. Of course, that's why Satan is also included here. There's no reason why the Satan should be struck by the irrationality of the Torah, but Satan is the recipient, in the case of Siyomesh he's the recipient of the Korban, or the mistaken, presumed recipient of the Korban. And that's why he's included, Satan Bumot Ha'ula. Okay, this is the first point in the Ramban, and, and uh, it's, it's an important point in terms of irrationality. This will allow the Ramban to, in fact, say what our next point is, Chukah doesn't mean irrationality, because there is no irrationality here. The reason for Paraduma, whether we'll explain it or not explain it, the Ramban will hint at it, but in any event, there is a reason and it can be explained and can be understood by those who are uh, fortunate to be able to understand it. This not only refers to Padaduma, but to a general uh, position. Ramban does not believe in irrationality in mitzvot. Not even apparent irrationality. There are difficult mitzvot, there are things which are perhaps secret, the real explanation might be a sod, there are one or two mitzvot, Ramban doesn't even offer a, a, a normal Shot explanation, but only offers a Kabbalistic esoteric explanation. But Kabbalistic esoteric explanations are also, in the eyes of the Ramban, perfectly rational. The Torah, by definition, is understood and understandable. It's Chokhmah, which Ramban refers to many, many times. And it was basically the basis for his work called Torah Hashem Timimah, to show how the Torah is the font of understanding wisdom and rationality. But the real reason for this Ramban is to explain the words of the Torah. What does it mean then, Zot Chukat HaTorah? What does the word Chukah mean? And here I think that we have to read the Ramban very carefully to know what he's saying. Like many other Rambans, he gets a little subtle. The mixture of uh, things which are close to the phrase does not appear here. We're not learning Kabbalah now. But we're getting very close to it. And therefore the Ramban begins to slide into somewhat obscure language. And my purpose today is to explain what the Ramban has to say. The Ramban now states the following apparently irrelevant point. Of course, it can't be irrelevant. That's why I'm going to read it carefully. But he says the following thing. The it's not a sacrifice to the powers that are in the fields, God forbid. But the truth is that the paraduma is to remove the spirit of impurity and the burning of the paraduma outside the Beit HaMikdash is kereach nichoach Bachutz. Reich Nichoch, of course, is a technical term that defines the bringing of a sacrifice in the Beit HaMikdash. All sacrifices are the Reich Nichoch Ishel Hashem. So here, the burning of this Korban, 
the burning of the paraduma is kereyach nichoach bachutz. In other words, there's undoubtedly a, a, a hidden meaning to this phrase, but what it says is that it's lereyach nichoach l'ashem. It's not for the idol, not for the false god, but although being outside, it is reach nichoach l'ashem. The main point is that the ritual is to lahavir ruach hatum'ah. It's to remove the spirit of defilement of tumah. B'ta'am tumatamet. We have to, in order to understand what's taking place, we have to understand what is tumatmet. What is this defilement, this desecration called tumah, impurity? Tam tumatamet. The man says that a dead body is tame because death is a consequence of sin. It yoshal nachash is a phase of chazal, meaning the sin of Adam Rishon, which was caused by the serpent, and that connection of the serpent to man, what the serpent did to man, huha nachash. Who Yitzhahara? Who Malachamavet? Statement of Chazal. So the Yitzhahara, the inclination to sin, is the source of death, and that's what the Tumah is. In other words, if somebody sins, he dies. A statement that Ramban makes many times, and in the famous uh, chapter in the Sefer Torah Adam, which is a halachic work, but in the end has a discussion of uh, the afterlife of reward and punishment. Ramban is adamant in his opinion, there is no such thing as death which is not caused by death, and death causes uh, sin, and sin causes death. So when the sin of a man expresses itself as death, it overcomes life, and man dies, that is what Tuma is. Tuma is the presence of the opposite of godliness in the world. By calling it nachash rather than sin, calling it the serpent rather than sin, even though it's the same thing. The, the serpent is the injection of sin. I think the man is hinting at, at, at the personal element here. It's the opposite of God. Sin isn't something we do. Sin is something that we do which defies God. It's, it's metaphysically the opposite of godliness. And then the man makes a statement which is interesting in and of itself, which we will not expand upon. There's a concept in Chazal of mitat neshika, specifically Mashev Aaron. Uh, in this week's Pasha, when Aaron dies. And uh, Rashi points out there, Chazal pointed out that Aaron died mitat neshika, the death of kiss. I'm not going to expand on what I think that means. I don't have the phrase idea what Ramban thinks it means, but what the phrase means in this context is that it's not Bi'itosh nachash. The death is not, <coughs> the death is not caused by the opposite of God, by the enemy of God, by sin overcoming man, but it's caused by God. The life is taken by God. Mitat Nishika. The commentaries, the original commentaries of Ramban's Talmidim state, Nishika means 
refers to breath. How did life come about in man? Vayipach Bi'apav Nishmat Chayim God breathed life into man and the Nishika is taking back God's mouth injected life into you God's mouth takes it back from you so it's the exact opposite of the original creation of man <coughs> excuse me the original creation of man by not by the hand of God but by the breath of God the soul of man is the breath of God now the soul of man uh, uh, is returned but that's a very unusual thing that's mitat neshika and the Mamban says min hadin a person who would die that way would not be tamay very controversial statement. Shamban here is quoting that tzadikim are not tmeim. It is a whole sugyas whether man means it alpidin and what Shamban is able to towards that statement. But here he states that at least theoretically, min hadin, a person who would die mitat shikah. Sadikim or Sadikim Gemurim, someone who does not have chet nonetheless dies. So since sin has not infested his body and 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 and, and destroyed his life, there's not too much Okay, interesting statement. What, what's its connection to the Ramban? Why does he say that Ta'am Tumat made Itiosho Nachash Kinsrim Nishika Loi Tamum Adin? He makes it clear in the next statement, and this is the statement that I, I wish to really explain. That, referring to one of the two statements he just made, you know, he explained why the Umota Olam are complaining, and he explained what Tumat Mate is. And then he says, Ulakach. means not the decreed, but enacted. Lachkok is, is to engrave. You, you, you draw stone out of stone. Nechkeket min ha-Torah. Chukat torah means that which is derived from the Torah. Vehi Torah she-ba'alpe. So Rabbi makes a statement here, which is quite clear what it means, but we can we don't understand what's its connection to this Pasuk, or to what he stated till now. Chukat torah means Torah she-ba'alpe. Yesh Torah, there's Torah and there's Nechkeket Mina Torah. There's Torah and that which is ground out or, or, or quarried. Quarried out of the Torah. What's quarried from Torah? Torah Shabbat. Okay, I understand what he said about the words. And I think this is the reason why, for instance, in the Shevel edition, there's no comment on this statement to explain it. It's quite clear what it means. Chukah means Nechkeket Mina Torah Torah But why is that the Pshat here? Why are there only a few mitzvot which are called? Every mitzvah has Torah Shabbat. And what's its connection to what he just explained? And why did he state the tam tumat mate bit yosha nachash kintvun minishika lo yitamu min adin? The band continues. Let me read one more line in the band. The band continues. Akain hi para. And that's the reason why. It's a para. Commentary of the Ramban's Talmud, the Talmud of the Rashba. The Ramban's Talmud's Talmud means that's why it's a para and not a par. That's why it's a female cow and not a male bull. Vihi aduma, and that's why it's red. Mimidat adin, because it's midat adin, which is, the man is always feminine. And apparently also red. 
וניתנה לאלעזר להיעשות לפניו אפילו על ידי זר. An unusual statement, הלכה, בהפרה דומה, is that even though it says in the Torah that אלעזר הכהן takes care of it, but he doesn't have to do the שחיטה. The actual work can be done by, by anybody. So what does אלעזר do? That he just supervises. אבל הסגן, that means אלעזר, אהרון הכהן is the כהן הגדול, הסגן, the number two כהן, which is אלעזר in this case, יראה מעשה כדי שתיעשה על כוונתו שלא יחשבו במאשר רעק אומות השטן. His job there is to make sure that it's done with the proper thought, because as we pointed out originally, yes, there's a problem of thought. It looks, you could do it the way the אומות העולם לשטן think you're doing it. So if you need a כהן גדול or a סגן כהן גדול, a, a deputy to be there to make sure that you don't go over that very, very fine line between עבודה זרה and עבודת השם בחוץ. Okay, but what, what does it mean? זאת חוקת התורה. I think the explanation is quite simple. If you, if you pay attention carefully to the Ramban's allusions. Tum'ah is the overcoming of life by sin. The Paraduma removes Ruach HaTumah. Interesting fact, if someone dies through the mouth of God, he is not Tameh. If he dies through contact with sin, he is Tameh. What then is the method of removing the Tumah after it is already there, festering, living in the body of the dead man? It's to be reconnected to, to God. Sin is the opposite of God. It's Ruach Tum'ah. It Yoshan Nachash. If you had died in the hands of God, or even better, in the mouth of God, from the mouth of God, then you would not have been Tameh. So how does one become Tahor after one is Tameh? By connecting to the mouth of God. And that's Ramban's, it's now merely a hint. Nechkeket min ha-Torah v'hi Torah shaba'al Ramban means that literally. Torah Shabbat, the oral law, the Torah that is of the mouth, not of the paper, not of the parchment. Not Torah Shabbat, not the written Torah, but the mouthed, we say all, the mouth Torah, Torah Shabbat al and that's why Elazar, the Kohen, doesn't do it. You don't need a Kohen, in other words. Avodat HaKobanot is something which man does, as Amban explained in Pashat Tzav, in a reference, a hidden reference there. The Avodat is something which we do to reach out to God. But Tahara can't be done, but really by man. What creates purity? The pure contact with God. And that's what it means, Zot Chukat HaTorah, Klomar HaNechkeket Min HaTorah, Vihi Torah SheBaal Peh. The word Chukah here means, not that there are Halacha Torah SheBaal Peh Halachot here. The whole Torah Kula is filled with Torah SheBaal Peh. But here it means that, Zot Chukat HaTorah means, at least in this context, means 
purity. Why does the word chukah mean purity? Because purity is from above to below. It's the injection, it's the it's the connection, it's the chibur, it's the cleaving onto the mouth of God. The word mouth is important here. Right? Like we're crossing the fine line between <laughs> between pshat and, and so, between exoteric and esoteric understanding. But the word mouth is important because life, as opposed to other things, God does a lot of things in the world, but life, life of man, is the mouth of God. Vayipach bi'apav yishmat chayim. The man in Bereshit and Nepal says, called the nafach midilei nafach. If God breathed life, the soul of life, into man, then what is the soul of life? Called the nafach midilei nafach. One who breathes out, breathes out from within himself. The breath that entered man, which was his soul, was the breath that was exuded, exhaled from God. Vayipach, God breathed out the soul into man. So the soul of man is as explicitly stated in the Torah, in Ramah's understanding, the soul of man is the breath of God. The taking of the soul of man should be the inhaling of God. The soul should return from whence it comes. Ramah, in fact, has a well-developed philosophy in the hidden part of the Ramban of how things return onto God, onto God's essence. But that's not what took place. Instead of that taking place, what happened was that sin overcame man and destroyed the life and the dead body is Tameh because that's the exact opposite of the Spirit of God. Ruach HaTumah is the opposite of the Spirit of God. And therefore, in order to remove that Tumah, Lahavir Ruach HaTumah the burning of the paraduma is reyach nichoach bachutz. It's done outside. Why is it done outside in the, in the Beit Hamikdash? Because it's referring to the outside. It's it's cleansing the outside. It's not like a regular korban where we simply come to God and and serve Him. Here, God leaves, so to speak, His palace. He goes into the other world, the world which has been basically. It's the opposite of God, the world which has been conquered by sin. It's chutz, not merely geographically outside Beit HaMikdash. It's really chutz. It's the outside. So God leaves His uh, natural surroundings, so to speak, and does the parallel to Nishika. How that works exactly in Paradumana, the faintest idea. Nor is an attempt to explain it. But that's the understanding. Zot chukat Torah. This is the nechkeket mina Torah. This is Torah shebal This is the peh of Torah. This is the breath of Torah. This is the godly presence that was in Torah. Not human actions which have spiritual value, but a direct divine presence to to contradict the power of sin, to destroy nishmata adam, to destroy human life, which is the spirit of God, the spirit, literally the spirit of God, the, the breath of God, spirit in its original meaning, numa, God's breath in man has been overcome by sin. Zot chukata Torah nechkeket mina Torah, behi Torah shabalpeh. 
The Torah Shabbat is the inner life, the inner breath of the Torah, and that is God's presence, and therefore, He parab, He adumam, imidat adin. This already is a Kabbalistic reference to which part of God, but it's midat adin, it's God's coming down. Midat adin. And Elazar, you don't need a kohen, there's no do with a kohen. Anyone can do it because it's not really done by anybody, it's being done by God Himself. But it's so important that you have the right machshava, that you don't do avodah zarah now. But on the contrary, that you, although you're bachut, you're in a surrounding which is not the place where we serve God, you make sure this is service of God. In other words, it's, it's, there's a contradiction here. You are bachutz. You're in a non-divine territory. So you have to maintain the proper kavana to make this, at least momentarily, a place where the divine spirit can come and litaher et ha'adam. Because otherwise, it'll be ra'ak umot satan and are the same thing. If you sacrifice in the way the Satan wants, if you sacrifice to the Satan, to the evil spirits, you'll be doing the exact opposite. You'll be sacrificing to sin. And here we are overcoming the very metaphysical nature of, of sin. So what we have seen, I believe this is the interpretation of the Ramban, is the main purpose of this Ramban, is to explain what does it mean, Zot Chukat Torah. To do that, the Ramban contradicts Rashi's interpretation of why the Umot HaOlam are upset. He points out that the Criticism of Moto Lam has to do with the fact that you are doing a ritual bachutz, which isn't just a technical halachic problem. You are doing a ritual, a divine ritual. You're doing koban, service, in a place where the dominant power is not God. The dominant power is the opposite of God. It's nachash, satan, sin. The place where there is death is the realm of sin. And you're sacrificing there. That's the problem the Moto Lam Raise. And the one says, yes, that's actually the explanation for why it's called chukah. Not because it's strange. The word chukah doesn't mean strange, irrational, unusual, incomprehensible, or incredible. The word chukah means that physically this is chutz. But spiritually, the inner life, the inner presence here is in fact pure God. And the reason is because that's the only way to drive out the Tumah. To drive out Tumah, Tumat Met, to drive out the Tumah which destroys life, the way to do that is to reconnect to the ultimate source of life. And the ultimate source of life is Nishika. The ultimate source of life is Peh. And the word Peh is referred to here, Nishika, Peh, breath. It's triumphant of ideas. Kissing, mouths, Human breath, divine breath. That's the meaning of the word Zot Chukat HaTorah. This is the inner breath of the Torah, the Vashen Nechkak Min HaTorah, that which is derived, that which is quarried out of the Torah, Vehi Torah Shebaopeh, the meaning, the divine meaning of the Torah Kula. And that's it for today. We'll be back next week with next week's Pasha. You've been listening to KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzay Torah, Udvar Hashem Yerushalayim, Koltov.